0: Hello, hello, hello! My name is Nate Rossa and welcome back to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now, my personal pet project podcast where I discuss absolutely anything that comes to mind because limits are for losers and in my space, we follow the wind. So sit back, tense up, and enjoy NE Unleashed. And as always, live it up folks and make it happen. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. I figured it's going to be another good time to have a really fun discussion with you guys today about a topic that I've been noticing, Kind, of, I want to say trend, but it's more like a pattern I'm noticing. And I want to bring that into attention because I think some, there has to be something to be said about it. And so what it is I'm noticing is people's, like the, the interpretation of certain concepts in the type community... That uh, I just want to be able to like set the record straight about, about them. I think that there needs to be. I think there's a fine line between like understanding what you know, understanding type, using it for fun, and then the folks who use want to use type for growth. Um, I know there is a difference. I know in Twitter there is a definite divide in that. Um, There are folks who want to use it and utilize it for their potential and to maximize their potential um, going so far as to reach and claim uh, personal self-actualization. And then there's folks who kind of just think of it kind of cute. Like, typology is kind of like a party trick. You know, you show up and be like, hey, I know what your type is, um, and I know how you interact and how you think. Like, ooh, look at me. I, As in any DOM, it's I can balance both of those concepts roughly very equally. Um, I can understand where they're both coming from. I get that there is a direction. I get that there isn't at the same time. However, I do want to make it clear, though, that for those you know for the folks in these groups that it's almost like really important that to understand where the other one's coming from um and you know for those who aren't taking it too seriously and and then those that are do that they don't like kind of like judge each other too harshly on each other because it's it, who who cares is what I'm kinda of going with this um it's not really anyone's big deal um Especially if it's in, it's playing on innocent grounds, I personally think it's not that big a deal. Um, however, it becomes an issue when inaccuracy is now is being spewed because I think the joke is held more hilarious when it's true. <laughs> I mean, it may be heartless and blunt, but if it's funny, it's funny. And I think a gold there is a humor where quality humor exists. Um, and what I'm actually trying to say is that I don't understand certain things where if you don't fully understand the theory, um, joking about it or blending systems is your next best thing. Because I feel like you should understand something first before you can play around with it. Um, And I mean, that's why people split into two different areas, right? You have the people who want to use it and the people who want to have fun with it. I happen to be kind of bit in in the middle, like I don't really... I'm here and there about that kind of stuff. But the big issue I want to bring up is anything where you blend the system, um, the argument there, it needs to have, substance needs to be grounded. Um, I've noticed that, well, I mean, there was a little moment before on Twitter, and if anyone here follows me there will have noticed how I brought it up, um, where system blending is not good. And I have this opinion where I don't think that it's, it's smart or very intellectually, um, what is it? Responsible of a person to blend systems. And the example specifically would be MBTI and Enneagram. And the reason why I don't think the two should be blended so intertwined, like so inter into each other, is because they're kind of they're very separate. Like and they're very distinct from one another. I understand that there are correlations. I understand that there are. Um, there are connections, because I can see it too, right? I get all of that. However, what I don't understand is the conflation, because one doesn't lead to another. You are It's like you're comparing apples and oranges, whereas they're both fruits, right? We get it. They're both personality theory systems. That's great, but they're not, like, the same. So if one were to claim it in such a way, it's kind of hard for... I'd say the people who are trying to use it for growth to actually utilize it properly, because it's just going to be a chaotic mess. And the people who are using it for fun aren't going to. It's not actually good. Like I wouldn't say like it's it's for fun. You're doing as a party trick, but you're also spreading misinformation. So you're kind of like the joke's not that great. If you know if that makes sense. Um, so which leads me to the point that I wanted to make: uh, the conflating thing. Um, why? Why is it not work? Why is it not good? Um, I tried explaining it to to a Twitter handler, a Twitter user, um, this morning, and a big thing that caught me thinking about it is because there is that um, permeating belief that, or persistent belief that the two can be married, and I am part of the people who don't agree with that. Um, Enneagram governs your motivations, it governs your coping strategies, it governs your survival instincts, it governs a lot of things that kind of shape who you are as a person as you grow and, you know, dwell with it. It's very, like, nurture-based, yeah, exactly, it's very nurture-based, like, you can actually I think there's arguments even being made or claimed that you can actually induce an Enneagram type based on your external circumstances, which isn't the same necessarily about MBTI, which is um, its own issues. I mean, MBTI has a lot of... um, vagueness associated with it. It's a bit foggy, and I say foggy because there's going to be aspects about it where definitions aren't fully agreed upon. Um, it's constantly evolving, so there's going to, and there's a lot of different schools of thought in MBTI, and it's strictly cognitive-based. So you're always just tracking thought patterns, which are already kind of hard to track if you don't actually um, have a conversation with a person you're trying to type with one-on-one. It's almost irresponsible to type a person via text or via... Like, unless you actually have a conversation, because it's kind of like, how do you know if if you... How can you read an emotional... Um, well, more like, how can you type a person via just... Uh, oh, hey, hello, whatever. Um, it's just going to take a lot of inferring and a lot of reading between the lines and intuition to even get to that point. Um, so already, you have two chaotic little pieces to try to marry them together. I... <laughs> Which I, I feel like, f- for you guys listening, this it makes sense why it's going to be difficult. Um, which could lead, and I say lead to, um, another kind of reasoning, which I've noticed as well, is people are making a point, uh, why not just marry them and have, a, have it all under a single umbrella. Make a whole new system, make a whole new theory that just involves all of them at once. That way, you don't have to worry about the definitions, you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. Just have it all done and good to go. That's cute. Um, as a person with any... I get to definitely can see the point. I understand where the the, uh, the frustration lies prompting a person to to even create... To, to think about that kind of stuff. However, I say in my opinion, that's kind of like intellectually um, stunting. I think that that's a sign that you're not really ready to understand type necessarily because... It's basically trying to find um, a simple solution to a very complex problem, and the complexity that we're talking about is human identity or human personality. These are things that aren't that you can't just put in a cookie cutter and make it, you know, and then have it done and then make it go away. Some for some people it's a process. For some people it takes a while. For some pe- for some other folks it's gonna be a work in progress. For others it's easy. You know, you fit one, you don't fit the other. That's just how it works. Um, and we haven't gotten to the point where typology in general is necessarily like a an accepted science. It's not. Um, it still f- cover- It still falls under the soft psychology. That you know, that okay, it still it still struggles to have the same um, what is it uh, the same relevance. Uh, and it's still, argue, you know, a lot of folks still argue and make little points where, like, well, isn't it just, like, astrology, but, like, with a science twist? So, it's definitely, there are schools of thought that go to and from against it and for it. So, that's why it's kind of, there's a lot of complexities in that, and I understand why a person just learning it would kind of get annoyed and say, why don't we just have it all under one? But that's just not how it works. Um, it's, that's just kind of, like, life and in general. Life is complex, it's, it's actually what makes it exciting, for one. Um, but what what's the point, right? And for me, the point, how I understood it, how I've accepted and made peace with everything that I was learning was that this was going to be usable, um, that I could utilize this information, one uh, to afford greater good kind of concept. And also, by fully understanding yourself, even if it is a soft psychology, there is aspects where if you use it well, you can... You'd be able to move up a little bit, like you'd be able to be more aware of yourself which and give yourself control and I think that's a big thing uh, that folks would probably would want to hear is that a typology gives you a sense of control over yourself and your actions, a sense of responsibility to own up in your flaws that you may not be aware of at first and i that's I think that's like a very noble way to look at it, and it's why uh, I would say personally I find it kind of odd. To Like the folks that blend and conflate systems Because it's it's irresponsible, in my opinion um, I like to call these folks personality alchemists, actually And I say alchemy because, um, like how the term usually is Alchemy is used to to kind of create, to use one element And then convert it to another element um, It's all about equal exchange I don't know if uh, I'm using very, <laughs> I'm using very, uh, what is it? Like mainstream pop science, like pop alchemy, which is obviously not what it is. I'm going for, but I wanted to just use the term because it just—it's all about this chemical change and blending thing that uh, I don't really agree with. And for—and there are a lot of personality alchemists um, out there who are making up theories, and and I've met a few of them actually. They're—they're they're cool because sometimes a theory like that they've produced can have some merit i think that there is value in discussing and sharing and exchanging of ideas however the problem lies is if you don't really like like what i mentioned before if you don't really understand the theory at its core how can you out like chemically change that you know how can you turn into something new if you're just borrowing terms then you're basically you're not actually doing anything um what you are actually doing is causing spreading confusion which i think is a big problem. especially for the groups of folks who are trying to use the system to grow um, and then the other folks who just want to use the system to understand. Uh, it's, there is an aspect. Um, I remember making conversation with a lot of the folks in the type community where I talked about how, uh, like any kind of academic, if you try to present a theory, you're going to be challenged by your peers. That's just a given. You know, like the arguments, the debates, it's just going to happen anyway. And that's normal. I don't think that's anything wrong with that. I think it's very important to be able to present your findings and to see if it is directly observable, or if it's directly usable. Um, it does. It sometimes it's really hard to track brain patterns. I know with a lot of MBTI or cognitive based so or was it specifically cognitive based type of systems um, can be a little bit difficult to track. However, there are really there are a lot of systems out there that can get real close. Um, now, back to my little issue about the conflation. It's like, for ex- I remember explaining to a person this morning where there is a correlation between extroverted feeling and type twos in the Enneagram system, which I can definitely see. At first glance, you look at these people and you're going, hey, like, FE must be um, type twos. But the thing is, is that's where it becomes a little muddy because that shouldn't be the connection you should be making because you can't be typing a person in MBTI using Enneagram jargon and you can't be typing a person's Enneagram using, you know, cognitive jargon that doesn't, it, you're going you're borrowing two different words that don't really hold any value and the reason why I say that is because type twos are governed by motivations, vices, more of an emotional core Um, and again, MBTI is cognitive based it's your thought patterns it's, you know, what, what gets you to make conclusions sometimes. There are, there are um, flows into each other. Like, for example, type 7s are known to have uh, monkey mind, and they're known to be very actively and hyper, and they like to jump between a lot of different things. So at first glance, it'd be like, hey, that sounds very extroverted sensing, extroverted intuition. But extrovert, I, last time I checked, you know, none of the cognitive functions have a vice, Um, none of them are motivated by a particular emotion, unlike Enneagram is. Sevens are motivated by a rejection of fear, a rejection of, um, of the negativity, and pursuing instead reframing the world into a more positive light. I don't see how that's NE, when NE or SE is all about utilizing information or data from the outside world objectively. I mean, if you're going to go with Jungian work, it's objectively seeking out what's at the, well, you know, um, seeking out the practicality of an object or seeking out the possibilities of, a, of an object. I don't see how the two relate at all. Um, same how when they brought up the example of an introverted feeling and type 4s, which I feel like the people forget that type 4s in Enneagram do not make a connection to Fi in any way. I, it makes me think or conclude that your your definition of FI and your definition of type four are still in its infancy, because type fours are an image triad, part of the image triad, and part of them are projecting a identity um, based off of what's missing, based off of differences, and differences in a sense that they notice right away what is not there. Um, you'll see a lot of type fours talking constantly about oh if I didn't have if I only had this because I didn't have that therefore this happened. Um, it's always a harking back to the past and thinking about how one thing could have provided them the solitude or the tranquility or the peace that they always wanted. And fours are like aliens. <laughs> um, I remember having this conversation with another Enneagram uh, enthusiast. Like When you talk to a four, your first vibe with them is, oh, you're different. 100%. It doesn't matter what MBTI type you are, you talk to a four, you can instantly feel, you don't look, you don't you don't seem human. And, you know, let's cart that back to MBTI. Do you ever get that with um, FI? It doesn't always be, I think the focus on FI's identity-centric kind of belief thing is a misnomer. Because depending on your definition of FI, I mean, even if Your definition of FI could be either a personal code of conduct, a a set of internal values, or um, calculating the distance, the emotional distance between you and another person. Regardless, none of those fit in with four motivations and four coping strategies. So I believe um, Kat has made a point about this before. Coping strategies become a very strong indicator of what type you are in an enneagram and i think it's a good separator as well between that and mbti because i don't like to put in um i know i like to make kind of metaphorical words um with cognitive functions like i like to call Ni cold and whatnot but at the same time when you really think about it like none of the functions in isolation when you think about it is any like they're not emotionally charged things like you don't go oh, i'm feeling very fi today i must be great like that's not how that works whereas you could say something like oh i'm just sevening because i'm reframing right you could use, not to say that you could definitely use them as verbs but it's as an example enneagram is definitely more quantifiable it's definitely observable um and it's definitely something that's kind of behavior laced and you don't always get that with mbti um trying to track a person's mind and applying it to their actions there is going to be a disconnect because external circumstances will always get in the way and you know as as we get older um you kind of you start you know start expressing and demonstrating your other functions so and in MBTI um let's say socionics which is a completely different school of thought of personality theory um you have all functions. It's just a different level of how much you prefer to use one and why you don't care about the other and how do you relate it to another person. Um, which, when you think about it, it has nothing... Like, it. trying to relate that to Enneagram, you're basically trying to connect two like, apples and oranges. They're not the same. It, it's really, It's really not the same. So, when it comes to this thing, I kind of want to add that this is why it's kind of, it should be kind of a cautious, because it is a gray area. Um, I know, like, I've participated in jokes where it almost sounds like I'm blending to two systems. Um, and I know we like to make fun of it. It's a, it's a theory. Make fun of it all you want. It's free game. I definitely am a part of that crew. However, you know, when you shift gears and you want to be serious about it, that's when I would say it's very important not to blend, not to kind of confuse the two. Um, if you're going to type somebody through MBTI, you know, focus solely on MBTI, separate the jargon of Enneagram um, as much as you can, and then go move over to Enneagram, or whichever you want to start first, uh, then it kind of makes sense. Big reasons, again, like I mentioned earlier this morning in Twitter, like there are ESTJ2s. You know, There are ENFP2s. None of these folks have valued FE, so why does it matter what your cognitive process is if you're motivated by pride? or charged by pride that twos are um, what is you know like for example like threes and nine uh three no sorry um threes and eights with te it's kind of like yes threes are goal oriented but that doesn't necessarily make a person kind of not you know you can't not be the te user if you're a three that does not make sense uh, there is no direct connection with that. There are correlations, um, because we see a lot of it. It's observable with other folks we know. But I don't think that that's smart of us to just blend it and hope that's gonna work out. You're doing you're doing that whole easy way out thing, which is not good. You know, do not do the easy way out. Um, I think I mentioned this before personality type and studying it is a tedious and long process nobody wants to do it that's why those who have done it try to teach and you know make it easy for other people to digest Um, but we also pick up the responsibility that comes with it (laughs) because it's it's a lot it's a lot right it's a lot of information and for us to stay i mean i don't want to make it like if you're going to look at from a business perspective if you want to stay relevant you have to, to pick up more systems or you get into it more, you know, take a trip down the rabbit hole and already you're, you know, you're expanding your brain with all this information. Trying to be able to transfer it onto another is going to be, you. we all know it's going to be a mess. Um, and patience is a big thing when you're trying to express it to another folk um, to the point where if we ever need, if we ever have to make this a thing for the masses to just take, it's going to take some time. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. It most certainly is. We are getting closer and closer. But it's a project. It's a process. That's just how it is. Um, Another thing I want to add with that is one can actually cause harm with typology knowledge. I think that's actually really something to, to kind of come up, to bring up. Because you know, you could really use it to kind of socially engineer people. Um, and I don't think a lot of folks kind of understand that. When you know your flaws and you know yourself and you know what you can do without, you know, not factoring in the, the normal human, the, the human um, tendency to bias themselves, removing, not factoring that in just yet, uh, you could really start manipulating people. I, I, I let me be one of the first people to admit that like you can really do some stuff. Um, you could really make a person feel inferior and that's not good. But like literally targeting the things that don't that they don't like, um, especially with socionics and you get to know how people relate to each other and how they interact with each other. Once you figure that science, you can start using it to your advantage. But why should you? I feel like there's an ethical part of this whole gig but you have to consider like that's not supposed to happen. Um it's cute as a joke, but you kind of really need to be careful. Um because another thing too is like especially for the mistypes out there, how really are you going to get better? Um, how are you going to move up your own personal ladder of growth if you don't know what your type is? Right? If you can't decide on yourself, um You can't be assured of yourself How are you even able to help others? And let's say that's not even your intention You just want to figure out yourself That's great But then that's kind of where you stop then Because you just be the joker Then you don't have to make all this shenanigans Like it's just um, That's why I'm going to say it's a gray area It's definitely a line Um, There's going to be folks I've met folks Like I know folks who Who vehemently disagree And they think that personality theory Is most definitely a tool only Um, And there's people who use it as party trick, right? It's just a for fun thing. It's not a big deal. It's not serious. Nobody cares. I just move on with my life. Personally, where I place myself in this spectrum is that I like to think of personality, yes, as a tool, but also not everything in life is type related. Um, There are situations where all you need is just have good communication skills doesn't need doesn't mean you have to be you have to have good fe let's say i mean granted i have that but (laughs) what i mean is like for example in relationships yes inner type relations in socionics can come in handy definitely like i'm not lying i'm not saying that it isn't however i also want to add too that when situations arise i mean that's the principles that come up are like well pick your battles that's like a wisdom we've been teaching for like years You know, don't always charge into something expecting you're gonna fight. Why not just talk it through? The communication is key. And that's why I think that's where the blend that's where the usefulness of of MBTI, um, cognitive functions or information elements, whatever, like kicks in. Because how when you know how you talk, then you could adjust yourself to assist another, to bridge gaps. And that's I think that's really important. That I think Folks aren't there yet because just because you are an fi user doesn't mean you rely on your fi for the rest of your life we can do other stuff like you can still have a normal conversation with a person you can actually not be sensitive same thing with fe just because you're an fe user let's say you're also a type 2 in the enneagram system doesn't mean that you are now forever trapped and locked in us in a realm where this is who you are you know Call a cab to the hospital. This just commit your, you know, be committed. Relax, okay? Like, not everything is a type thing, but at the same time, you know, don't be careless. Oh, there they oh, go. That's the word careless. Do not be careless when having fun with the whole concept. Because um, it can be frustrating to, to watch someone who could really use it to grow only to not and only to just delude themselves. I think it's very bad to be in a self-deception, like to deceive yourself um, by having this idealistic idea of what your type is. Um, Part of type is being able to face even like you know what is it? Um, What that guy said in history, where take a paint me warts and all. That's that's kind of the price you pay when it comes to this. You gotta have to know your own weaknesses. No one is perfect, Um, and that's why it's really important to face those fears. I mean, let's, granted, I'm a seven in the Enneagram system. My biggest thing is fear. I am actually afraid. I just don't like admitting it. And I don't like being motivated by it. like I don't like making decisions off of it. If I know I'm scared, I get very angry. And I get very frustrated because I don't like having that emotion you know, control my life. Even though in some ironic twist of fate, it is ruling my life because it is the direct motivation of me. Um, And it's what causes me to be delusional If I hadn't figured that out I would have been just straight up delusional But then now that we've, you know, learned about the system You know that this is just a coping mechanism of yourself That you've created through the circumstances of your life You can start to kind of tear down these conditions It actually, again, that gives you that sense of control Um, You may not be able to change it You may not be able to fix, you know, and become a different type Unfortunately, so However, you'd be able to work with what you have. You'd be able to be proud of your cards, and why not, right? Like just be be cool with who you are, and that's a that's a vote of confidence right there, and that's a load of respect also. And I think that's really important. So I just want to bring that up. Um, I think none of this is very coherent. Um, I, I don't think so. It's very loose. I had a kind of I had an idea in my brain, but I don't really think it's kind of falling in in, in <laughs> falling into the domino effect thing properly. But I hope you guys listening really gets it and understand where I'm coming from when it comes to this. I'm not saying you shouldn't learn it. I'm not saying we should you know, like you shouldn't have jokes. Um, gosh, I'm not telling you to police yourselves. I am telling you guys that for some people it's serious. For some, it's not. Um, we need to be able to be aware. Of those differences, and you also need to know your stuff. I think part of being a good person, like a good in the type community, is really knowing it, because you can't really place yourself in a position of teaching as a teacher. Like for example, like if you're cooking, right? If you're cooking but you don't know how to do the basic um, cooking stuff, why are you teaching other people? Then you're basically repeating and in you know, giving the wrong method to, the, to other people to practice the wrong method again. So you're basically creating a chain of just inexperience and immaturity and stupidity um, throughout your little small community that you created. Uh, and that's not good. Imagine, cook, imagine thinking you're making bechamel sauce, like bechamel white sauce, and you didn't know the proper technique. So you're basically teaching all these people how to make a very crude form of white sauce when if you had just learned your stuff to a little bit better you'd be able to pass on that information and that can actually work <laughs> you'd actually be able to make that happen um consider and i'm using that metaphor because i've been watching way too many cooking shows and cooking related entertainment because we love to eat <laughs> i hope you guys got that metaphor though it's like when you pass on the wrong like you pass on a recipe but it's wrong you only create more wrong. You don't create a right until somebody corrects you or corrects them. It's just gonna how it's that's just how it works. Um, trying to say that Fe and twos are the same or Fi and fours are the same without explaining where you could be coming from with that reasoning, you could be causing a lot of confusion with the folks, and that's not good. Um, I remember folks trying to borrow certain terminology. Like, really, you're gonna try to make. Three, like, you're trying to make a new system by using sci- like using jargon from Enneagram, or, like, oh, well, there are three subtypes that are interchangeable, and the cognitive function, like, you can be this type and that type, and you're like, oh, lord. That's cute and all. You think the rules don't apply, which I agree 100%. If it doesn't apply, then it doesn't apply. However, when it does, come on. Like, really? <laughs> so, thank you guys for, for listening and. I guess, having the patience to sit with me on this. Um, This isn't... I don't know how this kind of topic is going to flare out or appeal to the masses, but to those who are into studying type and who's getting into it, good, good. I feel like you guys have probably begun to notice the differences in people's opinions, and it can start to get a little muddy, especially once you enter those communities. Like, you go into Facebook, you go into Twitter, you go into Discord, and you're entering these media outlets and they're all talking about type, you're going to run into alchemists. And I think it's very... Like, know your basics is a really good tool to have. Um, take And then I would say be open to those opposing ideas. Um, don't shut them down is my actual take on this. Do not shut it down. Because through conversation, do you get to actually strengthen your own position as well? Or theirs, right? Like... Through this exchange of ideas, you actually get to learn and how to be able to understand. Because when it start, when you get to talk to folk and you start to realize, oh well, that doesn't apply. Um, maybe that theory doesn't hold, and you wouldn't have figured out that conclusion if you hadn't had that, con- you know, in- if you didn't engage with that conversation. So I think it's still really smart to do so, but I think it's very careful on your own as a responsibility not to spread misinformation because that can be that can backfire. So. The whole point, the big, you know, thing about this whole thing that I wanted to make up is that, or to bring into attention, just be smart, you know, like be, be clever with the whole concept. It's, it's such a great conversation starter. It's such a great topic to to, to talk about. It's fun. You know, people love to talk about this kind of stuff. So it's just, you know, guys, stay safe. <laughs> um, And, you know, have these heated, passionate debates, right? Why not make it happen? Enjoy it for what it is. um, And really take it. Because I think the reality uh, is it is complicated. And that's what makes it beautiful. Is that it is. Very, very interesting. And I want to leave that kind of little, this little thought with you guys. Um, Thank you so much again for listening and tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And for that. I mean, adios, right? Tune in for next time. Thanks. Bye.